Hello again everyone and welcome back to the InDesigner, the video cast that provides information, instruction and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host Michael Murphy, graphic designer and Adobe certified expert in InDesign CS2. And this is episode 32, Preset Expectations. It is also November 18th, 2006, one year to the day of the premiere of this podcast. And I'm breaking tradition by taking a couple of minutes to look back at what this year has been like. I do have some InDesign knowledge to pass along, and there's the winner of the anniversary contest to be announced, but I hope that you'll all indulge me for about two or three minutes just this one time. Time. On November 18th, I launched the first audio-only episode of the podcast. The switch to video took place in February 2006, and things really started to take off from there. By April, the number of downloads per episode reached the 1,000 mark, and in early May, I passed my Adobe Certified Expert exam in InDesign CS2. In June, I had my first public appearance when I did a brief presentation for the New York InDesign user group. And by July, the average number of downloads per episode climbed above 3,000. When the rave reviews on the iTunes Music Store started adding up, it was clear that the podcast was really making a difference for a lot of my fellow designers. In September, I joined forces with two of the most well-known experts in this field, David Blattner and Anne-Marie Concepcion, to make my videos part of InDesignSecrets.com. And in October, my first feature story appeared in InDesign magazine. To bring this incredible year to a fitting end, I just spent three days at the InDesign conference masterclass in Seattle talking to and learning from the best experts in this field, and I met a lot of fans of the show face-to-face. It was a great experience. After one year, I've done 31 episodes, there are more than 40 glowing reviews on the iTunes Music Store, and the podcast is being downloaded by more than 10,000 people per episode. Before I move on to what you all tune in for, good InDesign information, I just want to thank a few people for their help along the way. First, thanks to my wife Leanne for pushing me to get this idea off the ground and now putting up with all of the hours that I spend on it. To my friend and Flash guru John Roberts for coming up with the name, To Scott Citrin, head of the New York InDesign user group, for his advice and support. Noha Adele from Adobe, who's been in my corner from very early on. To David and Anne-Marie, my new partners at InDesignSecrets.com. Terry Stone, editor of InDesign Magazine. And Kathy Palmer from the Milwaukee InDesign user group. And last but not least, to all of you in the audience, all of the people who've emailed me, posted comments on the blog, and written reviews on iTunes. Uh, I'd just like to give a quick shout-out to some of the designers I've gotten to know all over the world. Joel and Calvin in California, Ben in Missouri, Elizabeth in New York, Robert, Mark, and Adam in Florida, John, who contacted me from Iraq and is now safely home, Joel in Canada, Kitty in Guatemala, Andy in Ireland, Ian and Mirko in London, David in Scotland, Guy in Amsterdam, Peter in Germany, Pavel in Poland, Chris and Andre in Australia, and Christine in Tokyo. There are many more, and I have to say that being able to reach so many designers around the world and help so many people is probably the most satisfying part of this past year. It's made this crazy idea of doing a podcast into a success beyond any of my preset expectations. And speaking of preset expectations, that's the title of this episode. Your expectation when you download my show is to get InDesign information, instruction, and insight. And this time I'm going to share in video form a more in-depth look at the very first audio tip I gave in my very first episode one year ago, which was take advantage of presets. There are several places in InDesign where you can save frequently used settings called presets. 
The first place you'll encounter the most common presets is in the File menu, where we find Adobe PDF presets, Document presets, and Print presets. The first one of these we're going to look at is Document presets, but not from here. You can configure and save document presets every time you create a new document. The very first choice in the New Document dialog box is a pull-down menu for document presets, and there's a Save Preset button right here. Now, I'm not going to go into the specifics of the New Document dialog box because I'm assuming you all know how this works. Right now, the dialog is using the default document preset, but I want to set up a new document for a postcard job that's 9 inches wide by 6 inches high, which is a landscape page. I want it to have a quarter inch margin on all sides so I know not to get too close to the edge with any critical art or type. I'll make sure that make all settings the same is active so I can just change that value in one field. My postcard will be two-sided so I want two pages but it'll never appear as a spread so I don't need to have facing pages checked. Now that I've got all my options, instead of just clicking OK, I'll click Save Preset, then give the preset a name of 9x6 Postcard. And now you can see my new preset is an option in the drop-down menu. If I want to switch back to the default, I get all of the default settings restored. And now whenever I need a 9x6 postcard document, it's as easy as selecting it from this menu. And there's the document I asked for. Two pages, one quarter inch margin on all sides, and it's 9 inches wide by 6 inches high. But I forgot to do one thing. I need bleed on this postcard and the file doesn't have it. So I need to fix my preset. I'll close this and go back to the new document dialog. Starting with my current settings, I'll click more options so I can access the bleed and slug settings. Again, clicking the Make All Settings the Same button, I'll add the appropriate bleed to all sides simultaneously. Notice that the Presets menu now says Custom because of this change in the settings. To add this attribute to my previous preset, I'll click Save Preset and go to the drop-down menu at the end of the field. I'll select 9x6 Postcard, click OK, and I'm asked if I want to replace the existing preset with the new settings, which I do, so I'll click Yes. Now my preset says 9x6 Postcard again, and it includes the bleed values. I'll click OK, and there's my bleed in the new document. So that's the basics of creating a preset. It's that simple and it's incredibly helpful if you have several document types you use on a regular basis. Now, suppose you've already created a number of presets and you need to get them onto another computer for yourself or someone else in your work group. To do that, let's go back to the File menu and select Document Presets Define. Welcome to the Document Presets dialog box. Here we can see my only two presets, Default and 9x6 Postcard. Below that, you can see the settings information for whichever preset is selected above. With the options on the right, I can create a new preset, edit the existing one, delete it, and I can also load presets that have been provided to me. And I just so happen to have a set of presets right here that I need to load. All I have to do is select the .dcst file and click open. And there are all of my new presets added to the list. There's even a copy of default. I don't need that one, so I can just select it and click delete. That's fine for the copy, but if I select the original default, I don't have the option to delete it. I can only edit it. You can define the default setting to your liking, but you can't rename it or get rid of it. 
Going back to the new document dialog, we can see that my presets menu now includes all of these new options. I have an 8x6 postcard, a horizontal tabloid page, a classified ad size, a one-third page ad. I can have as many of these as I like, and each one will give me the document settings defined by the preset. Okay, so now you're asking, how did somebody get me that group of presets? How do I send my presets to someone else? It's simple. Go back to the File menu to Document Presets Define. Select all of the presets you want to share with someone else, and you just click Save. Choose a location for the file, give it the name of your choosing, and you're done. If we take a look at my desktop, which is where I save this preset file, I now have a .dcst file called Presets for the Workgroup that I can put on a server or email to anyone who needs them. Then they can load them just as I did. Next, let's take a look at print presets. The most typical way to create a print preset is when you're actually printing a file. If I just choose File Print, here again you'll see that the very first thing in the dialog box is a preset. And there's a Save Preset button here as well, just like in the New Document dialog. As before, my only preset options are Custom and Default. No other presets have been established. To set up a new preset, I'll just start putting in the appropriate print settings. I want to print this to an Epson Color Inkjet printer, then I continue to make all of the appropriate settings for a rough color inkjet proof. I don't want bleed, I want my text as black, and I want optimized subsampling for my images. And I'm ready to save this preset. I'll name this Epson Color Proof, click OK, and there's my new preset in the pull-down menu. I'll quickly set up another preset for printing this same page, but this time on a black and white laser printer using an 11 by 17 sheet so that I can see all of the crops, the bleed area, and even the slug area if I have one. To make sure I have a high quality proof, I'll also send all of my image data. Then I click Save Preset and name it BW Tabloid Proof. And now my pull-down menu contains both of my custom presets. I can now cancel out of the print dialog box because my presets are already saved. This all works just like document presets did, meaning I can also go to print presets from the file menu and choose define. As before, you can see my custom presets as well as the default, which I can't delete here either. Now I want to get some of the presets from my office computer onto my laptop, so I'm going to choose load. Select this Print Presets file and click Open, and there are all of my additional presets which have now been added to my InDesign preferences. I'm going to close this file and open up another document that has more pages so we can look at how some of these new presets can be used in this magazine supplement that runs about 17 pages. The presets I loaded all show up here, and I'm going to point out a few that I use a lot, starting with one I call Layout Thumbnails. This preset goes to a specific printer that can be loaded with 11 by 17 paper, and I use the Thumbnails option to print multiple reduced spreads on large pieces of paper to get a better sense of how multi-page layouts flow and to make sure that everything works and isn't too similar. Depending on the size of the layout and how small or large I want my thumbnails, I can generate thumbnails using any of these predetermined layout options. Because I've changed this option, my preset has been switched to custom because the settings no longer match my preset exactly. But if I just switch back to my layout thumbnails preset, that 2x2 setting is restored. 
I also like to print reduced size layouts for work I get from other designers to mark up with notes and changes. So I have a preset called Reduced Critique Page set up to do that. It prints a 65% reduction centered on the page with crops in place. And I have one for a critique of spreads too that prints in landscape mode. Basically, any printing situation I can ever see myself needing more than once deserves its own preset. These are not settings I should ever waste my time making again once they've been set up the first time around. The last set of preset options we'll cover are the Adobe PDF presets. As with document and print presets, you have the opportunity to create and save a preset anytime you export an InDesign document as a PDF. There's a preset selection menu here and a save preset button here. But rather than show you all of the ways in which these presets are similar, which would be a rehash of what we just covered, I'll concentrate on how PDF presets are different from the previous two. First, document presets and print presets are stored with your InDesign preferences and are only available to you in InDesign. PDF presets, however, are saved as .job option files, which you Acrobat users may be familiar with, and they can be shared across all of the Creative Suite applications provided you save them in the right place. On Windows, that location is in Documents and Settings, All Users, Documents, Adobe PDF, Settings. And on the Mac, the job options files go in Library, Application Support, Adobe PDF, Settings. The other way in which PDF presets are different from document and print presets is that you can't select all of your presets from the Define dialog box and save them all at once. You have to save each one individually as a separate .job options file. And technically, I would have to load any .job options files one at a time, but there's a quicker way to do that. Rather than use the Define dialog box to load my PDF presets, all I have to do is take all of the .job options files I want to make available to my Creative Suite applications and drag them in the appropriate folder. Now, if I immediately go back to InDesign's Adobe PDF presets, there are the two presets I just added. They're also available in all of my other Creative Suite applications at this point. As far as the specifics of these two presets, these are my two go-to PDF presets for proofing and press-ready output. Low-res CMYK proof makes a PDF that is optimized for the web uses good but not great image quality and resolution, and has no crop marks or bleed. This makes the PDF nice and small for emailing or posting on the web. When everyone has had a look at and approved my final design, I use the Press Ready PDF preset, which is based on the PDF X1A standard. It includes the appropriate crops and bleed and uses minimal compression and high-quality settings to provide my printer with a PDF they can go right to plate with. There are two other places in InDesign where you can create presets, but I'm not going to go into those in this episode. Those presets are for transparency flattening and trapping. When I get around to covering these topics, I'll include the preset options for them. The principle, though, behind presets is essentially the same no matter what they do. You configure all of your settings once, save them as a preset, and they're only a drop-down menu away from that point forward. That's enough on this topic, but before I go, it's time to announce the big winner of the InDesigner's Anniversary Contest. I won't recap the rules, you can watch episode 31 for that, but the prize, besides an InDesigner t-shirt, was that the winner could pick the topic of the next episode. I'm pleased to announce that the winner is Steve Moody from Harlem, Georgia.
Steve got the answer to the trivia question right and was randomly selected from all the correct answers. So congratulations, Steve. Your InDesigner shirt will be on its way immediately. In addition to this fabulously stylish InDesigner shirt, Steve got to pick what the next episode's going to be about. What did he choose? I'm not telling. You'll have to wait and see next week. But I think many of you will be happy because it was a topic that about 25% of the contest entries requested. So, thanks again for indulging my little introspective show. I'll be back by the end of the month with Steve's episode, but in the meantime, I welcome all of you to share your comments on the blog at InDesignSecrets.com slash TheInDesigner. Check out the rest of InDesignSecrets.com while you're at it, or you can email me directly at info at TheInDesigner.com and look for me on AIM or iChat as TheInDesigner. Until next time, this is Michael Murphy for The InDesigner Videocast and for InDesign Secrets. Thanks for watching, and thanks for sticking with me through year one.